What's up, fam? Welcome back to That's the Angle. And in this interview, I sit down with Scott Parker. Scott Parker is a pretty well-known entrepreneur in the Washington, D.C., Virginia area. He's a owner of only of over seven businesses. Not only that, but he's a really cool guy. And his Instagram stories are hilarious and full of life. I love waking up uh, at 8 and seeing that this guy is up at 5 doing a boxing class. Really makes you feel like shit, but also highly motivating. <laughs> and fun fact, he was actually referred to me by DC Food Porn. Uh, I did an interview with him a couple months ago, and DC Food Porn is one of the uh, biggest, if not the biggest, food blogger in Washington, DC. Because I always ask my guests um, who they recommend me have on the show, and Scott was that guy. So it was a pleasure having him on the show. So I hope you guys enjoy this interview and get a look into what it's like to uh, have your hand in so many different projects. All right. Enjoy. Yeah, make yourself comfortable and position everything, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of look at me all side eyes. So it's, it's no big deal, you know. No, I feel good. I'm ready yeah. to roll. Yeah, dude, me too, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked to have you here. Nice. Uh, you know DC food porn. Yeah, and Justin. Yeah, yeah, he, awesome guy. He he DM'd me your profile like a month or two ago, and he was like, "Yo, you got to have this guy on." <laughs> and so since then, I've been following you, and dude, I've just been loving all your content. Thanks, man. Dude, it's like. You're like a blast of energy in my stories every day. That's man. the goal. Yeah, we try. We try to scream into the camera before six a.m. You know, <laughs> that's yeah. literally what you do, dude. Yeah, that's what we do. Like I wake up and I'm just like, uh, oh, okay, dang. Like this guy's up at like five, six a.m. If he yeah. can do it, then I definitely can. Yeah, no doubt. If that's what you want, that's definitely what it feels like. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh man, like this guy's vibrating at a different frequency. <laughs> that's what it feels like, man. Yeah. My friend was telling me that recently. He said the reason that everything is working out for you or any people right now is their vibrational frequency. He said if you're if you're feeling good, if the people around you are feeling good, if you're trying to do your best, eventually you know good things are gonna happen to you. So maybe it's vibrating out here. No, I mean I think that's a real thing. Like like yeah. people who are sad, they vibrate at like lower frequencies. Like yeah. they have like this very softness to them. But you, it's like it's like you have this like radiant energy. Like yeah. at least through the stories, even meeting you now, it's like. I'm glad you're not as lit yeah. in real life or else yeah. I'd be like, oh. well, it's a small space. When I first came in, I felt like, did I bust in here? I calm down, but no. Nah, nah you can, dude, you can do whatever you want, man. It's all cool. good. Dude, yeah. You can do backflips. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah. dude, um, let me just do the intro. What's up, guys? Welcome back to That's the Angle. And today I am joined with Scott. Welcome. Thanks. Do you like, do you just go by Scott or do you yeah, want Scott me to get is, the, Scott is fine. The yeah, whole, I don't, the whole, have, a, I don't have a Scott nickname Parker. for you. Yeah. Okay. Scott yeah. Parker. And he is um, an entrepreneurial badass um, co-owner of over like eight, eight, over eight business ventures. Yeah. Something like that. Somewhere around there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I just, I just want to read them off because nice. that's a big plug. No, it's Don Tito, Don Taco, Bash, Barley Mac, Vaporfy, Dog Thrive, Goat VA, Beautiful Barber, Barber, Roy Boys, and Bronson Beer Hall. Holy shit, man. They yeah, were busy. Dude, you're busy. Yeah. But you said we. Yeah, I have partners and everything, you know, different teams, and all of them are hardworking, so we're busy, yeah. Okay, because I, I, I wasn't sure. I was like, is it just Scott rocking no, 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 this whole no, thing no, by himself? No, like, no, what's no. the situation no, here? No, no, yeah, there's there's a few partners in every single uh, every single thing I'm a part of, yeah. Mm, yeah. That's really cool. And, like, so how... How involved are you in, in all of these things? Uh, it depends on each one, how it's going. Um, you know, we, we talk all the time, almost all the teams from every project, some more than others. Some don't talk that much. Some talk a lot. 
Uh, it really, a lot of it depends on the success of the brand. You know, uh, in my, in my main restaurant group in Arlington, uh, or, you know, we have certain restaurants that are performing so well and have performed, performed so well for so long, uh, are very consistent, have amazing, amazing management teams in place. And so when, with, with that kind of stuff, we don't, uh, need to, to be there as much, need to be working with those teams because it's super talented people in a, in a great situation. Mm-hmm. Um, other ones were there all the time. And it really depends. Usually what we're opening, the new projects, we're always going to that stuff. Uh, always. If I mean, some, something's coming about to open, something just opened, we need to be there, feel it out, see what's going on. Mm. So, so it's yeah. like, there's a whole conglomerate or a team of you guys who manages all of these things. Uh, yeah, but a different team in each one of my projects. You know, some as far as few as two partners, some as many as four, you know, so... It's uh, the team. The teams vary in size. Yeah. Oh, dude! Because I was, I was always assuming. I was like, man, this guy must run around with like a chicken with his head cut off, nah, doing nah, all this nah, stuff, nah, man. Nah, nah. Yeah, you gotta. Uh, most people recommend partners. It's important to have them. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you don't want to have to do everything alone. You know, you want to take breaks and depend on other people and. You know, it's tough to be in it by yourself. A lot of people do it. They kill it that way. But I think it's a lot easier to have someone you can. Uh, you can depend on, you know, weird experience for me. Um, someone was asking me yesterday is a lot of people I work with have turned out to be my friends. You know, they say, don't do business with friends, you know, don't do business with, uh, you know, family. Some people even say, and I'm in business with my family. I'm in business with my friends. And, uh, that has, some of those relationships have been some of the best, uh, business partnerships. And, um, you know, I, I think that's really got, gone well for us. We've gotten lucky with that. We still get along with all our partners. There's no major drama, you know, no one's after each other and you see a lot of business partnerships. They don't go that well. Yeah. That's hard. Especially family and friends do like that's, yeah. that's some murky waters right there. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, uh, a lot of people don't recommend it, but it's been good for us. I mean, it makes sense because other people like closest to you. So yeah. it's if, if you when you have that idea, it's like they're the first people you would go to. Exactly. That's exa- I have a uh, you know I have a couple mentors, and one of them is one of them told me that exact thing. He goes, you know, people say you shouldn't do business with family or friends, but do you want to do business with someone you've known for twenty years or some guy you just met you know twenty days ago? You know, he's like, yeah. Why don't why wouldn't you do business with the people you trust most? And he and his uh, you know career had a lot of success with that too. So, dude, yeah. it's hot in here. Yeah, it's a little bit. Are you nice? I'm gonna open that window real quick. Yeah, no problem. I'm gonna have to tell him here to get a freaking HC unit or something in here. God dang. <laughs> in the basement, I can actually already feel that breeze. Yeah. No, nah, but that's cool, man. Like, so I kind of, I just want, I'm curious, like, all these places, and it would be so confusing to talk about every one of them. Like, what, what was like the first business venture, like the first thing that got you involved on this sort of like entrepreneurial journey? Um, the, the, the first, uh, the first business of all of them. Yeah, like, like yeah. so, like going back, like how how did you get started? Like being, I just you know you after today? after college, I I did corporate America for a while, and I, I couldn't stand that. I knew I didn't want to do it, and so I decided I'm going to try you know small business. I, I somehow I was 24, 25. I thought I, I wanted to be a bar owner, and um, I had worked since I was a kid, you know, in every job in the service industry, restaurants of all shapes and sizes, for ten years, and so um, I just decided I was going to be a bar owner. And I had thrown a lot of parties in college, and kind of got my start in my career from throwing parties parties at bars and um yeah, <laughs> really yeah I mean I, I was doing promotion I was promoting I was bartending I was serving tables I was throwing parties all through college I was throwing parties in Arlington I mean that a lot of it was built on my network of people that I partied with so my first place was called a town it was in Arlington um it was a pretty much a straight sort of uh rowdy party spot out of control off the wall I mean uh call it what you want, you know, had a bro reputation. It was called fratty. It was Sunday fun day. It was bottles, sparklers, uh, 
you know, champagne shit show. And, uh, that, that yeah, it was, it was just out of control. And that, that was the, that was the first place. Um, and like I said, I, I got on in, in the industry and in small business by throwing parties that place. We threw a lot of parties. It, it was known as a party spot and the success of that place helped us do, you know, Don Tito and Don Taco and Barley Mac and all these other places. And then helped us eventually expand into other businesses all started from that one place, uh, that's which crazy. we opened that's seven crazy. years you're, ago. You're so. only 24, 25 getting into it. Like that's, that, that's yeah. That's, no, I actually, I, I, I wanted, I decided, when I was 24, 25, I had to work for five or six years to save enough money to start. I, it was right around my 30th birthday when my first place opened. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, dude, that is right. And did, did what you go to school for had anything to do? Uh, no, no, no. I was a, I was an English major. So I just, uh, you know, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Oh, so like all the partying and writing. stuff, that was like your, like your side gig. Like you were, yeah. like while you weren't sitting, you're like, yeah, the cool ass dude on campus. <laughs> That's yeah, sick. No. Maybe disaster on campus. Yeah. I, I mean, if you're the guy throwing the parties, I'd, I'd have been trying like, to be your friend, dude. That's yeah, not yeah. it. was good. What yeah. school did you go to? Uh, JMU. Oh, JMU. James Madison, yeah. Nice, that's a tight so, one. I had a lot of yeah. buddies go there. Yeah. yeah. I went to ODU. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Do you, are you familiar with that place at all? Yeah, uh, ODU, but I never went down there, though, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't waste your time, dude. Yeah. Go, go, to the, go to the beach, and yeah. then that's it. Like, yeah, any, anywhere else between there, you're kind of just like... Not a good look. What am I doing here? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's like when I graduate, it's like you, you just kind of have to get out. Yeah, it's, it's a rough one. Yeah, it's a super rough one. Uh, That's crazy, man. Like 24, 25 decided you want to get into it. Is it, it was just like something you always felt like you wanted to do? Yeah, it was. Uh, sure, it was. It was. It was. It was something I felt like I always wanted to do. Um, I don't know why or how. I, I was always attracted to restaurants. I loved being in them. I loved working in them. Uh, you know, I do a lot of bars now, but I have more of a restaurant background. And, uh, you know, it, it was something I always wanted to do, but I think I started to take it seriously when I realized how much I hated my fucking job, uh, my <laughs> nine to five, you know, and I'm like, this is what the fuck am I doing? You know, I, this is not what I meant to do in this world to sit at this desk forever. And, uh, you know, uh, I, this, this isn't right for me. I, something feels wrong about this. And then, uh, I don't, you know, I decided I'm gonna try to be this bar owner. So it took a lot, a lot of years of grinding. I, you know, I, I never really thought I would figure it out and I just got a great opportunity with A-Town and it, it worked. And so we started rolling out to other concepts and stuff. Dude, the nine to five is, is I don't think meant for many people. I mean, uh, you're going to have a hard time finding any person on this earth who can tell you if they forget about, you know, a, a true objective opinion. Are we as humans meant to sit for eight hours a day and click around on some fucking machinery? Is that why we're really here? I mean, it's not right the way it is, Dude, you know, it, like, and, well, and, but know. yet it's a great, a huge part of our population. And then people are sedentary, they get sick, you know, they're not moving around a lot. Like we're not, we're not meant to be strapped into those machines all the time, Dude, but here we it's are. It's so weird that it's become like, that has become the normal work thing. Like it hasn't evolved in how long, right? Like people, no, it's crazy. Like commute to work in traffic, get to your job, work for maybe like two hours, like real work for maybe two hours yeah. and spend the rest of your time dicking off just to spend another hour in traffic back, it's back home. It's an unbelievable circumstance. It's uh, And a lot of people are like that. I was talking to someone about that yesterday too. They, she, uh, a girl was telling me, she's like, no, uh, most people in nine to fives, they're not working eight hours, they're working two hours. And I, I guess I never thought about it from your point. There's an additional six, they're not only wasting, but then they wait to get into traffic to go home when they're wasting the whole afternoon anyway. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Um, and I, and uh, I think I think you're right, but I think we're going to see a, a big shift in that. You know, there's more and more people doing, you know, you're, you're a photographer, you know, for, for a career. There's more and more people going out on their own. I think uh, entrepreneurial, like, career, you're going to, you're going to see more and more people become entrepreneurs as time goes on. Uh, a lot of people speculate that a lot of top thinkers think that. And, uh, they say, and I'm going, I'm going a little deep with this, but they basically yeah, say that do. the, 
because of technology, we now have such an easy way to barter off each other. You hit me up for this podcast, right? Um, I can hit someone, you know, hit a button and someone and a direct consumer to consumer transaction happens. Uber comes right. That, that consumer gets paid on that. There's people that can do your laundry. Now there's task rabbit. What it basically makes the case is that technology is getting so good that pretty soon it's going to get so easy for us to transact with each other that we're not going to care or want these big companies and these conglomerates that run everything. We're going to start just be doing deals with each other. So maybe everyone's doing deals with everyone in their neighborhood. You know, this person's uh, charging this much to wash this person's clothes. This person's driving this person here mm-hmm. becomes sort of this shared economy mm-hmm. where, you know, it, maybe it's too idealistic, but uh, you know, people are going to to really have a easier way to transact with each other. And at that point, it's like, wait, you know, it's like you see these people now that uh, when Bird came out, the scooters, right? Yeah. And now all the scooters are on the street, and some guys are making a living now, picking up the scooters and taking them home and charging the scooters for twenty dollars, uh, you know, per scooter. You know, make two hundred bucks a night, put the scooters back in the street. So that guy doesn't need to have a job anymore. And so basically, we're going to see more and more things like that where people either find ways to, you know, do side jobs on their own, transact with. Uh, that's more of a you know business to consumer transaction, but transact with other consumers. And it's like, why why do we want to you know have the big companies forever when we can? Start to do that you know that's an interesting way to look at it yeah. it's like there's no longer these big gatekeepers Mm-mm. that that build up this wall and it's like come yeah. work for me for, for nine hours exactly and then, and then go home it's like now because it's all, the the other theory is like the world is flat right so everyone's always connected so now yeah. it's like we can transact like exactly. way faster and so yeah. It opens the doors for so many other possibilities. It's amazing. I, I, why, why, you know, it's there. Some of these these guys I read, um, I, I or I guess I'll speak recently. I forget his name. He was basically saying that uh, he, um, that pretty soon it's going to get to a point where the huge percentage of the population will become entrepreneurial. Everyone will be doing it for themselves. He's basically saying, you know, before the, uh, it was the industrial revolution that created companies and everyone goes in and they punch in and they work for a company. Before that, people were working for themselves. Smaller shops. People had like crafts. Yes, crafts. Exactly. They had trades. They had trades. There was no tech. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So they're working for themselves. And this idea that we all need to uh, work for companies is not, I, I don't think it's going to last forever. I mean, maybe some companies will never go away. I, I don't know, but more and more people are going to say, wait, I can, I can pull out my phone. I can download this app. I can use this app to make money doing this. I can use this app to, you know, create, to, to, to handle this service. Right. Um, and it's going to make more sense to people. Why don't I sit in my house and, and create an app, you know, do an app when instead of doing what you were saying, get in the car, drive to an office, sit there for two hours, wait for six hours, get back in the traffic. Why do I want to do all that? Why do I want to work for someone else? Why do I want to have a boss when I can download an app and, you know, go and wash someone's dishes or drive someone somewhere or clean, you know, do someone's laundry or, you know, bring, bring someone my used clothes and trade with them. I mean, some, some people even speculate the maybe we'll evolve enough as humans to realize that all this materialism, materialism is out of control and we'll get back to the barter system, yeah, but you, right? But like, you're so true about the entrepreneur. Like everyone is becoming entrepreneurial, but it also makes me question is, should everyone be doing that? Like, do you think everyone is entrepreneurial or do you actually think that maybe some people need to be working for other people? <laughs> I don't know. I think, right? uh, like, I don't yeah, know they, they, it's, it's safe to say that a lot of people need accountability. It's a problem. I mean, you know? it's, it's such like a loose term these days. Like everyone's an entrepreneur if like you sell anything. It's well, not I, job, I think that, I think like, there's a, I think that I think that there's a, you know kind of part of what you're referring to is there's a big flex too, right? Like true. hashtag entrepreneur, hashtag entrepreneur life, and maybe the person is like not really an entrepreneur. They have a nine to five and they like work on their side business on the side. You know, um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I, there's also a big flex on the entrepreneur thing. I think that. Um, I think it's easy. I think it's, you can always be certain to say that, yeah, some people will do a lot better when they have uh, accountability and someone, uh, holding them accountable. Um, but it may be something that changed the changes the culture to the point where 
so many people are entrepreneurs that everyone just in turn does it, you know? And I think that's why you'll still be, see some people succeed a lot more than others, even though everyone's entrepreneurial, well, some are not going to work that hard. I do think that there are entrepreneurial like genes. Like some people are like built with it and are just yeah. built for it. Yes. Like it's, it's just like a weird thing. Like yeah. I've talked to a lot of people who are entrepreneurs on the show or who are like their own hustlers and stuff. And a lot of them were like hustling as a kid. Like yeah. sell, selling, yes. selling yeah. the stuff in school. Like you, you just, you mentioned that culture. You were yeah. probably making your own parties and putting on these own things yourself. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. We were always promoting. We it's, always, it's like you have that gene yeah. or something. Yeah. We, we always, we always were doing that stuff. And I think that is definitely a, a sure thing. Um, I, I try to read and learn about a lot of top producers myself and read bios about, you know, anyone in the world that's a top producer, all that kind of stuff. And you read a, a lot of those stories and a, so many of the top entrepreneurs were already grinding it out when they were, you know, eight years old, had a limit, you know, right. on and on and right. on. And so they were, they were already getting after it. They were trying to see what they could do. They're trying to see what they could achieve. And so I, I would agree with you. It's something that is, uh, for some people, you know, inborn. Sure. Is there anyone specifically that you've been like been, been really paying attention to? Um, you know, right now I'm, I'm, I'm reading, I'm reading a lot and watching a lot on, uh, Instagram and reading a lot, uh, by a guy who's blown up right now called David Goggins. Oh, mm -hmm. I love yeah. David Goggins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's a, you know, yeah. Navy SEAL guy. It's all about pushing yourself. I think, uh, he makes good points that, uh, such a large kind of we were, you, we were just talking about such a large uh, percentage of the population is not push, pushing themselves. And I'm not saying you should try to, uh, you know, get rich or be successful financially or professionally, but not, not doing anything uh, outside the box for themselves to help themselves be better, even make themselves happier, uh, get in better shape, eat a little healthier, you know, spend more time with friends. They're not, they're, they're basically accepting almost everything instead of trying to push a little harder. And I think he's, he's striking at a chord that's important right now because of tech and because of, uh, you know, we have instant access. I can press a button on my phone and, you know, Burger King will be here in 15 minutes that some people need a little extra push now. Yeah, and you can it. press a button. There's a David Goggins video where he's like, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm running in the rain. Yeah. And you're sitting on your ass watching this video. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, God damn it, David Goggins, you're right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm sure you've heard some of his Joe Rogan interviews, right? Yeah, I, I, I yeah. saw some of his stuff on Rogan. Yeah, like I mean, I've, I've read all his stuff. I've read his books. record? Like, come yeah. on, dude. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the stuff that he, it's, a person can say, oh, yeah, you know, uh, there can be a naysayer about thinking and, and then achieving something, but the guy from what he's showing you from what his body was and then what it performed is in some ways using his mind to perform the impossible. And so if he can do that, you know, maybe no one's not, everyone's going to be like him, you know, but they, someone can be 5%, 10% of him and kind of push a little harder, maybe do a little better, you know? So yeah, I think it's a lot of fear. I, I think, yeah. I think fear is a big thing when it comes to doing and building something for yourself. Like there's yeah. like this thing where you're not sure, you're not sure if someone's going to come to your bar. Like you're not sure if someone's going to buy, you're not sure if someone's going to care about my photography or if someone's going to want to buy your cold brew Khalifa coffee that tastes like complete doo-doo. Sorry guys. Um, not like, like they're watching this, hey, you know, but like it, it's that little bit of fear. Was there anything that really kind of like scared you when you were starting, like when you were getting started? Yeah, I mean, I, I was panicked every day. Really? Yeah, when the first, what actually scared me was seven years ago, we opened the first week of August and, you know, it takes a few weeks to, or however much time it takes you to get the word out. I mean, we had really big weekend nights because we were promoting them to our friends and stuff. Like I was, um, you know, from all the, all the days of throwing parties. But uh, then we would have the last two weeks, which were of August, which were like our third and fourth, fourth week open, it was the slowest weeks we ever had in our history of, of owning uh, the restaurant. 
And I was in full-on panic attack mode. <sighs> my life savings on the line. Like, what my, are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, my house is on the line. My car is on the line. My life savings is on the line. I have <sighs> loans out. I mean, I've, I put, I got, did everything I did, did, could do to get the money to uh, become a, a, a partner there. And uh, I'm thinking that it's over. You know, I'm going back to, I'm going back to the nine to fiving, and which I was still nine to fiving at the time too, because I wanted to see if it was going to give me, a, you know, my, my parachute. Yeah. Um, and then it was basically just. Uh, Couple weeks, a week after Labor Day, we started having big nights every night, big days every day. We started just doing better and better, and then you know it, it kind of eased off. But there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of fear. There's still a lot of fear. You know, I, I, even though we do, we open a lot more businesses now than we you know did uh, five years ago. Every time there's there's gut checks and there's worries, and we don't know you know is this going to work? You know, we're in. Um, in about two weeks, we're doing uh, in downtown DC a CBD store, one of the first totally. premium CBD stores in DC. We have nothing it's but CBD products. Right yeah, it's huge, and we're scared. You know, it's a we're, it's a small space like this. It's a beautiful space. Uh, it's going to be have, have great stuff, but we're afraid. Is this going to work? Is the you know it's it's a big deal right now, but is it a fad? Is it you know? And and, and we don't think it is. You know, we uh, we believe in it, but you think it's, it's fair to say? like you think people are going to get more hip to it because. I feel like the general public does not get CBD. Yeah, they, they don't they don't get it, but it's the, the growth is amazing. You know, right now I think it's a seven hundred percent growth since two thousand eighteen. I mean, the, the public is going crazy for it because it, it's 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 almost it's doing things that people can't even explain. You know, like someone has headaches, they take it, they're doing better. Someone has knee pain, they take it, they're doing better. Someone has, you know, they're, they're, it's huge for dogs, huge for dogs. Dogs and CBD really? is a, it's a big wave. Dogs and CBD is a big thing for dogs with cancer and dogs with anxiety and all this stuff. So I, th I think it'll keep going, but. You know, this is the fear that we feel every time. I mean, there may be some uh, entrepreneurs that are 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 not like me, and and um, you know, every time or 100% confidence. But I know a lot of you know men and women out there when they put it all on the line, every time are a little afraid. You know, but it's I feel like it's different though because you've you've done it a bunch of times. Like mm -hmm. it, I in 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 my mind, it makes sense that like you kind of know the way, like you kind of know how to do it from like nothing to getting it to like functioning. Like, that, 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 that's a fair right? statement. We, we, we know how to get things up and running, but we, we still have a lot to learn, you know, and, and, um, there's, we're still not good at the back office stuff. We're still not good at, um, or I mean, some of my groups, some are, somehow we have are, are better than others, but I'm still learning a lot all the time. Uh, we are really good, I guess it, at what you would say is setting up the execution of the opening and, and the, the presentation of the concept. You know, mm. we, we really try to come up with something very creative, put it in a good neighborhood, um, get, get everything lined up from a marketing standpoint and get people excited about it. And then, uh, you know, really get it off to a good start. Um, and so I think for that, we've been, we've been lucky to pick the right stuff to, to put in the right neighborhood and, things have worked out for us. You know, we've, we've certainly had some, some luck on our side these past seven years to open all the different things we've, we've done and still be in a good place. Um, and so it's, it's been, uh, it's been a wild ride, but we, 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 we've, we just, we just are kind of winging it and are getting there, lucky. And are there like, there's no way you're winging it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no I, mean, I, I always tell people that, but we are, you know, we're just, we're just trying stuff and we hope stuff works and we're not like out here living like experts. We're like, Hey, maybe this will work in this neighborhood. Let's, let's come up with a logo and let's come up with a name and let's design a, you know, a food and a beverage program around it and find the right people. And like, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to say we're winging it, but we, we don't, we, there, there's not a lot of, you know, we, we say all that to, to each other and like some of my main partners, like, you know, we don't feel like we know anything more than today than we knew yesterday. So let's see if it works out. And so a lot of it has been, uh, you know, we, we've, we're not winging it, but we are, we're always, to your point, we're always, uh, we're always a little scared. There's always a little fear there. I, I guess so. I mean, yeah. it, 
it's what also is really cool and like surprising about you is, is, is how like low key humble you are, dude. Like you, Thanks. you probably could be flexing way harder than all of us on Instagram, couldn't you? Well, I, st- I still get a lot of, uh, I still get a lot of, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, hate and everything. And and whoa, for all whoa, the what do you get hate for? I just, I, I get that for kind of for what you're saying. Oh, cocky, uh, fle- you know, flexing all this stuff, and you know, uh, I it's it's something that comes with the territory. I've always been a, a sort of a shameless promoter, and a lot of my, uh, you know, success has been from promoting online and social media and stuff. So it's, it's important to, uh, to put it out there and whatever, whatever comes, comes, but we shameless can, we promoter. Yes. You are one <laughs> hell of a shameless promoter, yeah. but like <laughs> at, at no point have I been like, Oh God, he just flexed on me with his Lambo. Yeah. And like smoking a factory. Like, like you haven't like damn Blazarian to me. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not about, we're not about that life. You're never going to see us, you know, uh, with, 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 uh, at least most of, most of the, the people I work with, you're never going to see us with crazy watches. You're never going to see me like, uh, flexing in a Lamborghini, uh, or, or, or caring about mansions. We, we love the creative process. We love to build uh, cool, try to try to build cool brands, try to uh, give opportunities to people who we, who we grow with, but we're not, uh, we're not going to be, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be pulling up in a Lambo here anytime soon. I mean, Hey, look, don't hold me too. I, w- I wouldn't judge you, but it was, yeah. just, it was just something that I noticed. Like I, yeah. I have a weird feeling that if I was doing, I'd be like, dang, like, kind of do $100,000 watch or something kind of crazy, you know? Yeah. But I'm just curious, like, is there, is there like a, like a, like a, like a pattern when it comes to starting and opening and, and running something that you kind of feel like has been going throughout all, all of the companies done? Like, is there like a certain thing or like an idea that's kind of helped you do all these things? Well, I think the, the probably the most important part of all is the people because we use the same people, or I, at least I do. I use a great majority of the same people for every one of my brands. So I'll car- contact my marketing guy and say, hey, we're doing a dog daycare now. Hey, we're doing a barbershop. Hey, we're doing a fitness concept. And, and so... Because of that, you know, we have a, a great person in the corner that's ready. That's like, let's go, let's build a website, let's build some social media, let's build some content. And so, because of that, that really makes the process easier. If every time I had to say, let me shop for, you know, an accountant, let me shop for an attorney, that 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 is a, a huge challenge. So once we have those pieces in place, we can kind of be on the creative and the operations side, trying to put uh, new stuff in play, and uh, they can they can kind of be doing what they do as well. Oh, I see what you're saying. So you have all these people, like you said, like the lawyer, the accountant, the other people who can facilitate all those things that would probably make someone stuck at that one business for a lot longer. Right. Yeah. Or, or just, it just someone creating a, someone creating a brand for the first time is going to have to find all those people. And then even some, some people that grow into multiple brands, they, you know, switch up a lot. We, 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 tr- we work very hard on relationships. We stay pretty, pretty, pretty tight with a lot of the people that we work with. So a lot of them, it's, it's a, a very quick, very, uh, fast process. We, we move very, you know, very quickly. And a lot of our, um, a lot of the, our, our vendors and the people we work with, they've learned that we move quickly. They move quickly as well too. We all keep a brisk pace and we all accomplish very quickly together, you know? So, mm, so you, it sounds like you're more on the creative side. Yeah, I would say so for sure. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not the, I'm not the, uh, you know, I'm not the numbers guy. I'm not the legal guy. I'm not, uh, I, I don't try to, you know, br- bring my, 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 my brain up to that level. I stay, uh, you know, on the ground level trying to, to be creative, trying to, to figure out operations, trying to figure out uh, a large part of it is trying to figure out who's going to, uh, manage some of the projects who, the, you know, who, who are going to be the managers, who's going to be in the, on the ground running, running things and stuff like that. So that's a lot of what it is. Mm, that seems yeah. a fun, that seems like the fun part. Yeah. Like, right? I would like, say so. Hey, just being like, Hey guys, you want to, Open up a, a CB shop. Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's do that. that looks great. Like, seems kind of lit. I mean, yeah, it's a, it is a lot of fun like that. And that uh, the CBD shop is is with uh, you know three friends, so it's a it's a fun thing. 
Um, and uh, that, that's what we were saying before, you know, it's this, it's people go into the, you know, we, we don't even talk about ourselves as business people. We're not out to be that serious, you know, and people go into these, these businesses being so serious that I feel like it never gives them the opportunity to be creative enough when sometimes they go in with a friend and they're having fun and then they do get to, to create really cool things, you know, and, and that's not to say it's just all, all uh, fuckery, just play around all the time. But it's uh, a lot of times I think people bring so much seriousness to the business world that it's, it's hard for them really to navigate, you know. Yeah, but you're winning if you can do both, right? Like, yeah. Like, what you, like if you can do both, and that that's what you want. Yeah, that's no the goal. No one wants to have to feel like the guy getting a suit and be like, yeah. "Guys, we're doing business today. We gotta have a staff meeting." Yeah. Man, like, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think I think about it myself all the time, and I think, what is my real goal with this whole thing that I'm doing, or what what would I hate to lose? And I don't really think about money. I think about I would hate to be to have to stop wearing jeans and a t-shirt every day sure. and start to go back into, you know, wearing things I don't want to wear and doing what I don't want to do and being, uh, in a place I don't want to be, you know, and, 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 uh, that is that uh, other entrepreneurs, I know they talk like that too. They say, you know, I want to, I want to, um, I don't want to go back. You know, they're like talking about it. Like it's like uh, prison, <laughs> prison or something, you know, or, or it's, or it's, it's detention. Like I, I don't want to go back, man. Listen, no matter what, I got to make sure my shit works and that my business succeeds because I don't want to go back, you know, and that's, that's how it, that's how it is. Go so, back to that nine to five. Go back to that nine to five world. Haircut and put yes. your suit on and, yes. and slick your eyebrows. I don't know. I don't yeah. Yeah. I freaking know. It's been yeah, a couple whatever. years for me too, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, it's so. been a little bit. I've been, I've been on the freelance life for about two years. Nice. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's interesting because it's a business, but you don't have employees yet. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like, it's just you out in the world. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and it's cool to look at someone like yourself. And I, and I always, I think I'm like, God, man, like so much respect. Like I, I, I hope that one day I can build something where I have people working for me. That seems yeah. so nice to not have to do like all of the mundane day-to-day -day things. Yeah. yeah. It's a crazy, it's a crazy journey. You know, like, uh, it'll, it'll give you the opportunity to do whatever you want. Seven years ago, we had 30 staff. Now we have over 500, you know, between all the brands. Um, and so it's, it's a crazy, crazy world to go from to, to like you're saying, having to do everything on your own to being able to, to, to have someone do, you know, be, be able to pass off any work you want, uh, but still have to stay in the game and stay on stay and, and try to figure everything out. And, um, but it's a, it's a, it's an eye opener. It's a, it's an mm -hmm. opportunity for sure. So I think, you know, you might be ready to hire that assistant soon or that, that second photographer. And Hell see, no, see bro. I'm just trying to pay rent. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't paid for these interviews yet. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Y'all need to, uh, need to watch it. Yeah, donate, donate, donate to the GoFundMe below. You know, <laughs> we, we, we're, we're trying to get some, some, some links popping. Yeah. But nah, that's actually not why I do this. I do this because I enjoy it. That's great. Like, you know, and, and if any of that stuff happens, then that'd be tight. That's great, man. You yeah. know, but I don't know, I, a, lot, a lot of people say, chase chase your passions and yeah. the rest and the rest will happen yeah sure i agree with that it's a lot of it's a lot of back and forth on that if you should do that or not i, th I think so i mean i think if you're going to be doing something for 30 or 40 years uh, a lot of people maybe they start working at 18 or they get out of college at 22 and then they work till they're 60 or something do you want to spend <laughs> the bulk of your life doing some bullshit or doing what you want to do it's that simple you know and it's uh, it's just it, what's driving most of it. And the reason that most people don't do it is what you said is fear. Everyone's mm -hmm. like, Oh, I, I want to, I, I dream that I would be this. I would love to be that. I wish that one day I could have this, but they are afraid of, afraid of the failure and a lot of other stuff. I don't know but they have their own fears, but, but you're right. That's what's driving a lot of it. Dude. I want to tell you a story quick. I was <laughs> doing some photography work for a local matchmaking company the other day. And I met this really rich old dude. Like he's got like a nice ass studio apartment right on the Georgetown waterfront. Yeah. Right. And so we're taking these photos to uh, help him, you know, 
upgrade his dating profile, right? Yeah. And so after we took a couple photos, I was just kind of sitting there in his living room, I'm like, looking, I'm like, this is insane. So I just turned to him and I was like, dude, and I don't want to say his name. I'm just like, dude, I'm like, how'd you do this? I was like, how'd you do this? And he goes, Bruce, he goes, you know what? When I was like 24, 25, I visited my uncle in uh, Florida and I stayed there for a week. And he said, that week changed my life. He said, my uncle, and I guess his uncle's like really rich too, his uncle like a business owner rich and stuff like that. And so he goes, he goes, my uncle took me for a walk. And on that walk, he goes, hey, you know, you see that car? And he goes, yeah, he goes, that's a really nice car. And he's like, yeah, I think so too. And he's like, he's like, do you want to own that car? And he's like, yeah. He's like, well, well, why not you, right? And then so they're walking on the beach and he goes, oh, you see that really hot girl? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, you know, do you want a girl like that someday? And he's like, of course I do. And he's like, well, well, why not you look at that guy? Like what separates you from him, right? Yeah. And so I make a long story short, he ends up telling me that like, the uncle basically told him like the two big things were like, why not you? If, if anyone... Why not you? Why why settle for this mundanity, right? Yeah. And so he then he also said like build. You have to have a plan. Like you have to have some sort of plan where you can have it to work for. And yeah. so then he told me that after he left that week, he went home and he just started working. And so he can open up his first pharmacy, which turned into like a second pharmacy. But it took him like ten years to open the first pharmacy and figure out how to run it. He got it done. And he opened the second one. Then he opened like a couple. Then he had a couple all across the East Coast, and they sold them for tons of money. That's great. Yeah. And that was just so crazy. Yeah, and that's what. And that's what. One, uh, uh, you're exactly right. A lot of people sit there and they're going to psych themselves out of it before they even begin thinking. I, I'm not. This isn't meant to be for me. I couldn't do that. I, you know, I couldn't attain that. I couldn't achieve what someone else achieves, and it's fucking crazy. Because why, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, that's that's a, a a problem in 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 just the minds of there's 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 just so many people out there that I, I think want to be something that they're not right now, and they think that that thing is a hundred miles away, and really it's only you know ten feet away. They just got to reach out and and get after it a little bit. And so, uh, you know, I think, I think you're, you're right. And I'm not surprised it worked out for your guy there because, uh, it's, it's just about that. It's about really, there's, there's a lot of people that we come across. I get DMS all the time. I get a lot of DMS like, uh, thanks for posting. It's very inspirational. I, I really want to do this. And, uh, you know, I talk to people on the phone and, and they, they ask like DM, like, can we talk? I call somebody I don't even know. And they're like, um, nice. You know, uh, you know, I, I really want to do this, but I'm just, and you know, it's always like the same stuff. Like, you know, I, I just, I'm scared. Um, you know, I'm, I'm worried about what people are going to think, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's harmful, man. And, and, and I'm not saying everyone should try everything, you know, might think something might blow up in someone's face. There's, like you said, it's important to have a plan, but, um, but there's a lot out there. There's a lot of people who could push a little further and it would, it would be better for them, you know? Uh, that's nice yeah. to actually answer all those DMs. I imagine you get a, bu- a bunch. Dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's getting worse in time. I, I start to think sometimes, um, should, I, should I stop answering DMs? But it hasn't gotten that crazy. And I don't want to be that guy that's like big time and somebody brushing people off. If someone's going to ask me a question, you know, what's the difference? I can, I'm typing on my phone all day. I can type back to somebody too, you know? I mean, hey, if, if there's any big ones, we can just answer them right now. You could clip it and throw it in your feed and be like, look, yeah. man, just, just here's, here's the link. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hit, me, hit me in the link below. Yeah. What are some of the biggest questions they ask you? Like, like it's like random people. Um, it's, it's a, a, lot of, a lot of straightforward small business questions. You know, I, I want to do this. How do I, I want to open a restaurant. How do I do it? I really want to create, you know, I, I've been doing, I've been cutting hair for a long time. I want to start my own salon. I, I you know, I want to become a realtor. I want to do this. It's a, it's a lot of attainment. There's something that they see in front of them that they want to try to do. 
And uh, that's, the, that's the, the questions that I get. But it's a lot of small business stuff, obviously, because of my experience and what I'm posting out there uh, in all that shameless promotion. And so it's a lot of that, you know, a lot of restaurant bar questions, a lot of, a lot of stuff along those lines. Mm, yeah, I, I can imagine because you yeah. are so vocal about it. it yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't know where to get answered, but I think maybe like take a risk. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, it's like, like a huge like, risk. It's like, bro, you got you to gotta risk the yeah. biscuit. You got to risk the biscuit, yeah. You got to put the house in line. Something, you, yeah. you can't buy those new pair of Yeezys. Uh, yeah. you, you know, you got to do something, yeah. something, something crazy here. Yeah, I spoke to a big group uh, two weeks ago, and there was like 150 people from Oracle. And uh, this girl was um, in the audience, and she asked me from a budget perspective, and she had on these beautiful Nikes. And I said, you know, for example, you, you need to pick your future over style. You could wear those that one pair of shoes for the next probably two to three years, but you're going to flex on, you know, how many other pairs, 40, 50, 60 <laughs> pairs of shoes in the meantime. And it's those, uh, that ability to have that discipline to for, put, put aside that uh, short-term want for that long-term uh, plan is, is big for people. Yeah. Mm, that's, are you from DC? Well, no, New Jersey. Oh, you're from New Jersey? Yeah. Oh, so, so you ended up just staying here when you went to JMU? Uh, indeed. Well, I went, I went back to New Jersey for a year and then ended up coming back to Arlington. A lot of my buddies had moved to Arlington and had done very well there uh, professionally. And so... Uh, decided to give it a go, and then you know that's where we opened the first spot. You know, in 2012. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. From New so, Jersey, I haven't really had yeah. anyone else from the shows from New Jersey. It's pretty nice. cool, man. Nice, nice. Yeah, I got a lot of family up north in Massachusetts. Nice. And then we'd always drive to New Jersey, and I always wish it was New Jersey because Massachusetts, there's absolutely nothing up there, dude. Yeah. Besides Boston, I don't know what the hell's up there. Yeah, nothing, huh? Right, dude. There's nothing, man. It's like going back in time. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's not good. I couldn't go back to the to a rural area anymore after being in the city, you know. Oh man, is that what yeah. it's like where you're from? Uh it's 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 a small town, you know. It's a beautiful mm -hmm. place, but it's a small town and uh it's right by Atlantic City down by the uh down by the the water near Atlantic City and it's a beautiful place called Summers Point. But um yeah. Dude, is Atlantic City still around? It's still around. Yeah, I've heard that around. took a huge nosedive or there, something. There's some casinos closed, definitely, but they're, they're, they're bouncing back. They're pushing on some cool concepts and stuff, so hopefully it sees a little a uh, little rebound. But, uh, it's yeah, it took some hits, but there's some 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 casinos that are doing well that are new and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so so when you were growing up in New Jersey, were you working in, like, the service industry the whole time? Yeah, 100%. We grew up working in uh, seafood restaurants. We worked in a seafood restaurant for a lot of years, uh, lifeguard, uh, you know, cleaning pools, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff that was – service industry, a lot of it that was based around tourism in some way. Mm. And so, uh, you know, we did We did a lot of that stuff, uh, really a couple restaurant jobs that we worked out when we were kids, uh, um, you know, my, my brother and my, my, my friends and stuff that, that really, where I learned a lot of, a lot of the restaurant stuff. Yeah. Restaurant industry is cool. Yeah. I, I've, I've always had a huge respect for it and a huge respect for that. And chefs, I've always yeah. had chefs for pirates. Yeah. 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 yeah those they're are, wild dudes. They, they, they they're, dudes. they're like, they're like bikers, man. They're like tough and cool and shit, you know? That's the only way I can put it. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they're, they're like cool guys and they, uh, they're a little rough around the edges and all that stuff. So they got, they got that going on. Dude, they are, man. I, I remember some of my first early serving gigs I was walking. I was always, always so intimidated by those guys. They were always like big dudes with like tats and like just grabbing the hot ass plates. And they always laugh at me whenever I tried to grab the plates from the, from the, uh, the waiting area. I forget yeah. what it's called at this point. Uh, under the heat lamps. Yeah, yeah, They'd yeah. always laugh. You know, I went to go grab them. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. You might have to do that sometime. You're going to burn the shit out of yourself, man. I always thought it was like a pirate shit back there, man. It's so it cool. Is. It's cool as shit. It's hot as hell back there. They grind it out back there. So I don't know. They might not all say it's cool. It's a, it's a, it's a hustle what those chefs and sous chefs and, and cooks and everybody does back there. But it's, uh, it's amazing. It's an amazing art form. Nice. Yeah. I noticed you have uh, a couple cool tattoos, man. What does that one on your arm say? Oh, it says the world is your oyster. It's from Roy Boys. We have a sign inside that says the world is your oyster. 
<laughs> nice. And <sighs> I, I think it's all bash run. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, one of my partners has another one too. So, oh, dude, that's sick. Yeah, we try to take it a little seriously and not so seriously at the same time. You know, I mean, yeah. that, that's a cool idea. Yeah, yeah I, I, I've been seeing a lot of the the boxing fitness popping up these days. Like that seems like a very popular thing. Well, group fitness is a huge wave. Group fitness is a huge wave taking over this country and taking over the world. There's so many. Pretty soon, you're going to see them on every corner, just like a Starbucks or something. There's so many different. You know, cycling studios, boxing studios, Orange Theory Fitness, you know, all these all these things that are monstrosities that uh, you're going to see so many different brands that people are, a lot of people speculate people are not going to go to the big box gyms anymore, like Gold's and all that stuff, you know, so. I mean, that's that. true. When I, I moved just to see it three, four months ago, and it was so hard to find a big box gym. Yeah, crazy. Like, I was, I was like, is everyone getting personal training? It's like, all, what is going always, on so, yeah, here? I mean, you got to go to the, you got to go to group fitness. That's what it is. How'd you get involved with, with something like Bash? Like, what was the thought process? Uh, me and one of my friends were talking about getting into fit, fitness and a couple of us, and I don't remember how it started, but then we had uh, one uh, young lady named Alex Trakis that's the star of the show that uh, had worked in group fitness for many years, uh, was a dancer all through college, is all about fitness, is all about, you know, empowerment and improving people's lives through fitness. And she, um, you know, we linked up with her and started chatting on it, and it was a, you know, it was no sweat. She, uh, she, no sweat working with her. I'm saying she was, she was the person to be the face of this brand and to carry the torch and to be, you know, an amazing beacon of light for the whole brand. So, uh, that really, you know, we talked about people earlier that finding that person, creating that relationship, uh, that really kind of pushed that brand forward more than like me and a couple of friends wanted to do group fitness, you know? Mm, so, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I asked that question. Cause like you said, I've noticed just the, the surge, the influx of all of these kind of boutique fitness yeah. things. Yeah. Why do you think people gravitate towards that more than like the box gyms? Because it's a better, exp the box gym, you know, you walk in and, and you're trying to fit. A lot of people still don't know what to do, you know, and they, they don't want to say that, but you walk in, it's like, it's packed. Is it not packed? You know, some people don't feel comfortable in there. They don't know what to do. It takes a couple hours. Maybe they get a good workout. Maybe they don't. In group fitness, you walk into a you know smaller place. There's a person in the room who is instructing you what to do the entire time. You're in and out the door generally in 45 to 60 minutes. You can go with your friends. It's often loud. It's often fun. And you get a good sweat. You know you got a great workout and you're out the door. And people care, obviously, as you know these days, more than anything about time. And they don't want to spend three hours nice. in the gym. They want to spend you know 45 minutes to an hour in a group fitness facility. And so it's quick. They, they go in, they go out, they're locked in. It does sound nice when you look at it like that. Yeah. Right. Instead yeah. of instead of going to the gym Time. And, and just lifting weights for yeah. like an hour and a half, yeah. four to five minutes, quick sweat and get out. Oh, I yeah. can see that. Yeah. So I, that's I, why they I, like I it. Kind of see the appeal there. Yeah. It's growing leaps and bounds. People love it. They love group fitness in general. Oh, oh yeah. That's that's pretty nuts, man. Yeah. So on your Instagram, I see you hyping up this Bronson beer hall a lot, man. What's up with that? <laughs> that is like all I see on there. And it looks crazy. Yeah, that's the uh, that's that's the rebirth of our our first place ever, uh, A Town. It's in the same spot. It's gonna open right around August first, and um, I'm really excited. Our, our our interior designer Yvette Irene just created an absolute work of art. It's gorgeous in there. Uh, our operating partner is this guy Gary Coe, who is uh, has unbelievable uh, beverage knowledge. He's trained all over the country in Las Vegas and Scottsdale, Arizona, and just put put, put a breadth of knowledge. And then, um, you know, myself and my partners, Mike and Nick Cordero, and uh, it's just, it's the right, we believe it's the right concept in the right place with really the right people that have worked on it. Um, you know, like, like I was saying, our designer, it's, it's just going to be a, a beautiful place. Yeah. What was A-Town? You said it was a reincarnation of A-Town. A-Town was the first place I talked about. It was the first place I ever had. It was, yeah. it was uh, all hell breaking loose. 
at time, on the weekends. We had a happy hours team. We had lunch. We had brunch. It was actually very busy with families for dinner and stuff. And, uh, you know, surprisingly enough, people never knew that. But it also on the weekend was a very uh, rowdy place. Oh, in Arlington. In Arlington. Ooh, those, those are some crazy bars. That's like young 20s. Yeah. Kids are just popping off for their first time, just drinking because they don't know their limits. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> that must crazy. be nuts, dude. Yeah. That's super crazy, man. Yeah. Wow. So. Yeah. yeah, the beer hall looks great. It looked like a, looked like a German-style beer hall. Indeed. I, I was, yeah, uh, pretzels, brats, uh, pints, uh, pints, not pints. What am I saying? Steins? I should know, right? Steins. Yeah, big-ass yeah, big beer steins. Yeah, big, big beer steins and, uh, uh, you know, all types of stuff. It's going to be beautiful. Word, man. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, man. Cool. Yeah. Dang, man. So yeah. is there anything about you that like most people would never know? Uh, I don't know. I don't I'm, I'm pretty, you know, there's, there's a lot you of- you have the, kids? No, nah, no kids. No, no kids. kids. I'm single, you know, so. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. Hit me in my DMs. You must be looking like a snack to all these women right here. <laughs> yeah, man. That's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> Look like a snack. Right? Yeah. There's a TV show. It's like, put Scott on there for most eligible bachelor DC. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. Don't worry. I'll pitch you to that matchmaking company. Yeah, pitch me to the matchmaking but company. I know this guy. Can I have the, uh, can I have the Georgetown, uh, what is it? The Georgetown waterfront penthouse, though, to go along with it? And then I'll do the matchmaking company. But I have a condo <laughs> in Boston. I have a condo in Arlington right now. So maybe later. Yeah, that yeah. could be pretty cool, man. Yeah, that'd be good. That could be super so, cool. Yeah. Dang, dude. Well, I'm kind of out of things to ask you, man. Is, yeah. there, what, is there anything else on your mind or anything else you want to talk about? No, I appreciate it. I think we did a lot of plugs already with uh, the brands and stuff. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need to plug any, anything too much. And uh, I, I appreciate you having me on, man. This is an amazing space, as we said. And uh, I appreciate it. I wish you well with the podcast and with photography and keep pushing it, man. Thank you, man. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. And um, if someone wants to follow you on Instagram, where should they do that? Yeah, follow me on Instagram at Scott Parker. And uh, that's it, you know. Word. Check yeah. him out, guys. Um, I'll link it in the bio. And it's spelled exactly like he said it is. So that's what's up. That's what it is. It is what it is. All right, guys. That's it. Yeah. That's the angle. Yeah. Peace. Peace.